This is the Horse Radio Network. If you had two minutes to explain horse sports to a stranger, would you use cartoons? The FBI did. An eventer got a well-deserved shout-out from the actor Chris Pratt, and we can't believe it. Also, Weg is almost here, so this week we're getting pumped up for all things try-on. From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome, Welcome to Happy, to Happy Hour. Hour. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Sally Spicker. I'm Jess Kane, and welcome to episode 31 of Heels Down Happy Hour. All right, guys, it's September already. Are you like super pumped for WEG? I can't believe it's almost here. I'm like I'm... pinching myself that it's almost here already. I can't even believe it. It's like Christmas. I'm right? So excited. <laughs> <laughs> I do have like a celebratory drink, you know, like a fancy one since we're talking about, you know, something fancy like WEG. And it's called. <laughs> It's called the Hanky Panky, which seems to like, you know, kind of North Carolina-y, right? I don't sure. know. I like Hanky Panky. That, that sounds Let's fun. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it is kind of like a fancy drink. So the Hanky Panky, it's like a it's like a take, a fancier take on a martini, I guess. So calls for some Italian vermouth, if you guys are vermouth fans. Also some gin. One twist of an oil, orange peel, mm. and then I think this is the most interesting ingredient. It wants three dashes of Fernet. Have you guys ever had the liquor Fernet? No. Well, I don't even know what that is. It's like this really trendy liquor that's like making a comeback. I think it's big in, in Europe, um, but it is it is downright awful. But if you go to any of the... <laughs> She's not pitching this drink well, by the way. Oh, my God. I know. Like, what? I don't want to try like, this drink now. Totally. It's like a good little hint in a mixed drink, like with other okay. things. It just says like, three dashes, so I guess that's okay. It's not very much. It, I, I don't even know how to describe what it tastes like. Is this like. the hippie side of you that I maybe don't want to try this one? <laughs> well, don't don't take a shot of me or of Fernet. Of the Fernet? Yeah, yeah, thanks. But okay, this says it's a it's a bitter aromatic spirit. Made oh, okay, that'd be okay. It's a bitter. Okay. Yeah. But Fernet is like the most bizarre liquor to me. So the first time I had it was, uh, well, you'd see it, we'd see it popping popping up at bars around here because it's like a hipster thing to drink Fernet now. Shocking. And I know. So anyway, so a friend of mine brought it, brought a friend with him. We were going to Pride. It was like the Pride Parade, and they brought a bottle of Fernet with them to like pregame the Pride Parade, and <laughs> they were just drink like pouring it in a glass from the bottle, like not in a mixed drink. And I was like, what is this? And it was awful. It was the worst thing I've ever tasted. Like my stomach, my stomach felt sour all night from drinking it. I hated it so much. (laughs) The length to go that the length that we go to, to be hipster at some point. Yeah. So anyways, maybe it's not that hip. Maybe someone in the Facebook group was like, oh, it's the best thing ever and has a better experience to share than me. But I would never drink it more than in three dashes, like it says in this recipe, with other things. So I'll give it a try and I'll let you know how I like it. Yeah, you you guys might like it. It's sophisticated. (laughs) It's like a sophisticated taste. You know, I I feel pretty sophisticated. You it out. Uh, I mean, I feel pretty sophisticated when I drink champagne, so I think I'll just stick to that. So, yeah, champagne is good and bubbly and wonderful. This is not. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're honest. This is like honest reviews, heels down happy hour edition. 
I mean, and uh, you guys know by now, like I, I like to drink most things. So <laughs> it's hard for me to find things that I don't like. And this is one of them. So, <laughs> so we well, picked a drink that added like, in it. So. <laughs> Just, you know, different discussion. Yeah, for sure. So as you guys know, this episode, well, actually, you guys don't know this, but we have are super excited to announce that this episode is brought to you in partnership with Hands on Gloves. And if, um, you know, Hands on Gloves are super popular and uh, kind of a household name, but if you haven't heard of them, they are one of our absolute must have grooming tools. They come in different sizes, so they fit to your hand and they have these like teeth basically that you can use as a curry comb or a scrubber in the bath. Uh, I mean, I use it on my dog because I don't have a horse, so I mean, I got to use it somehow, but like especially during shedding season or rain season, they are a total lifesaver. Um, so you can get your own at handsongloves.com. And you can actually use the code at checkout SHIP, S-H-I-P, for free shipping. Nice. Yeah, super exciting. Okay, so news, what do you guys have? We've got I like too much stuff to choose from, I feel like. I'm going first because I have a massive one. Ooh. I'm so excited that the Canadian team finally announced something. <laughs> because it got to be the point where everybody kind of already knew what horses were going, but there was no press release. Yeah. So I'm so excited for Team Canada to finally announce a team. And it came at perfect timing because I do love all the eventers that got picked to go. So I'm going to be cheering for them big time. But also, Holly Bennett is on the cover of our September magazine at Heels Down. So really excited to kind of read about her and have everybody kind of get to know who she really is before everyone gets to cheer on her. I know. So uh, it makes us like sound like geniuses that we just happen <laughs> to put Holly on the cover for September and then they announce that she's going to WEG. You know? Right. Um, We're but, not that smart. Just FYI. <laughs> you just got lucky. But, uh, but Holly... She's a great cover story. So I met her for the first time when we were all in Kentucky. It was just blown away by... Wait, this past year? Yeah, yeah. That's when I first talked to her. Wow. She's yeah. amazing. I love she, her. She really is. Um, and I just was blown away by her story and her poise. And she's just she's just a tough cookie, man. And she's um, she's a great rider. So I'm really excited to watch her with Jolly Bo. Yeah, it's going to be super Have exciting. You, did you meet her husband as well? <laughs> I've not met her husband. Yeah, he's the best. The two of them are like some of my favorite people. They're amazing. So we will be cheering. We go next week to WEG. So I'm so excited that we get to cheer on Team Canada. So we'll be cheering for the U.S. too. And a lot of our friends are from Europe. But I really do love the team that they picked out. So that's, that's my news for the week. All right. What about you, Justine? So have you guys seen on Facebook, like leading up to WEG, um, those videos that the FBI have been posting? Yes. <laughs> like, I, think, yeah. I think they're amazing. Everyone's so, like, they're dumb. I'm like, I think they're great. I mean, I appreciate the effort. I All right. Oh, come so, on. I think they're amazing. <laughs> let me explain. So for the people who aren't sure if they've seen these, but the FBI put together like this video series of basically explaining the different disciplines that are going to be at WEG. So eventing and show jumping and dressage and all the different disciplines. But they're like, they're like made not for questions. They're made for muggles, essentially. <laughs> who have no idea about. That you know, is true. Eventing. Yeah. And so they're, they're cartoons, actually. They're like animated cartoons and they're like 
this is what dressage is and this is what uh cross country is and but they're like little stick figure horses and uh it, they're really really funny like i think the cross country or the eventing one had like a shark swimming in the water <laughs> complex you know what i mean now we like, should yeah. actually have that that would be that would be exciting like they're a little goofy they're a little campy maybe like but i think they're trying to make it very approachable and fun for people who don't know anything about horses which is great um but if you are a horse person, they'll give you a good laugh if you haven't watched one of them because they're just kind of you're like, really, this is this is the marketing angle you want to go with. But um, but they are funny. So. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I appreciate the effort. I think it like kind of I don't want to say it dumbs it down, but I just like don't know that it makes it look super cool and badass like like eventing and cross country is. But I do appreciate the marketing effort and the effort to educate. So it's always good to have people trying to do that stuff I guess totally I mean <laughs> I'm still sticking with my I loved it so that's <laughs> oh man so okay I gotta prepare myself to talk about this next story because I gotta I received I'm a little text. scared <laughs> well it's really not scary it's more just like okay so I was sitting at home minding my own business last night and I got this text message and it was from my friend JJ and I'm sure some of you know who she is She's very popular I love JJ She's she's great. So she takes me out of great pictures. She does. Oh my gosh, she is the best photographer. So she also has this very vast amount of love for two people. She has vast amount of love for Chris Pratt, the actor, and she has vast amount of love for Michael Young. So she texted me last night and she goes, you know, I know I'm not cool, but I wish Chris Pratt would send me a video. And I was like, what are you talking about? And like so she you're sends, off the deep end. Right. I was like, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's late there. Maybe you should go to sleep. And so she sends me a screenshot and it's this screenshot of this eventer, Mackenzie Rollins. She's from out here in California. So the American Eventing Championships just happened this past weekend and Mackenzie and her horse Excel Star-Lord won the training horse division. And so Star-Lord, for anybody that who's an Avengers fan, is one of is Chris Pratt's character in the event in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So he sent her a literal video message to Mackenzie. Shut saying, up. Yes. I know. Like, this is crazy. Hey, Mackenzie, I just, you know, saw that you have this horse named Star-Lord. My buddy just sent me the picture and like, he didn't <gasps> ask me to make this video, but I'm going to make it anyway because Star-Lord's awesome. And like, just no. <laughs> and so it's obviously gone viral. I think Eventing Nation posted it on their website and like, it's just like the most unbelievable thing. But I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like. That's amazing. Yeah. I know. So, you know, oh, obviously. he's a good guy, I guess. I, know. I don't I even know like much about him. should but. get him into a venting. Like, maybe he'll get, this will be like his. You think he'll come on the podcast? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I could be on that episode, guys. I would be too, I would embarrass myself too much. Shut up. Like. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I really wish that I could have seen, like, I don't know, Mackenzie, we're just Facebook friends, but I mean. I wish I could have seen hey, her. Hey, congrats reaction. for winning. And yeah, I know. Congratulations for winning. That. <laughs> that is pretty cool. That's better than a ribbon for sure. Uh, yeah. So anyway, news stories aside, we have a lot of other things that go into our weekday email, the Heels Down Brief. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you can subscribe um, just by going to our website. There's a little pop-up and you can subscribe there. It's free. Um, but we're going to have a lot of really cool, unique stuff in the brief for WEG specifically. So be sure to subscribe you know, early and now so that you can start reading it. We'll have all the stuff you need to know, plus some cool stories, fun facts, all that sort of thing. So definitely check it out. All right, so I wanted to chat with you. I had a friend ask me not too long ago what my favorite 
thing was to pack a hoof. Um, you know, out here in California, the ground gets pretty hard because we don't get a lot of rain. So feet soreness is kind of a, a thing that you deal with a little bit. So I'm curious to see my thing that I kind of always go to is magic cushion. That's kind of the thing that I have found works the best, but I'd love to hear your kind of tips and tricks. And if you've used magic cushion at all. We use magic cushion all the time. Yeah. I have lots of gloves that go with it because it is kind of <laughs> gross and sticky, but yeah, it is. I have a whole pack of gloves. Mm. But the amount, like if they're a bit sore footed, there doesn't matter. Like if they're kind of like abscessing, but different kind of qualities that come with the magic cushion, I don't think you can beat it. And I think the gooiness also, you can kind of like press it in there so you don't have to take off the foot like shoe or anything else. Mm -hmm. I have used magic cushion and the research behind it is incredible. So I, I've probably used it for probably 10 plus years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. me too. I use it for everything in Florida mm -hmm. where we have the opposite problem, Sally, where we're too wet. Mm -hmm. So horses yeah. feet get real soft and so then yeah. they get real sore, uh, real tender. And what magic cushion does is it essentially works to like pull the heat out from in the hoof. So if there is like, you know what I mean? Like there's like a hot spot from soreness or if you're trying to draw something out, it's very fast working. Like within 24 hours, I, my horse, it makes like that quick of a difference. I've, I've never used any other drawing salve or even like Epsom salt soaks that work as fast as magic cushion. Like well, I it just, will work up into the first hour up to 24 hours. Yeah. It's crazy. It starts working within the first hour. Like it's so fast. So I like, what I'll do is I will like on a bad case, I'll just pack the whole hoof and then pack a diaper full of it and then duct tape and you know, like wrap. Yeah. And then like by the next morning, if they keep it on all night, like he's good to go. It's like amazing how, how fast it works. And it's yeah. great for like thrush. I've heard, I've not mm -hmm. used it for thrush. Okay. I haven't used it for but that I've, before. I've heard it's been great for that. It's great, obviously for like bruises and stuff, you know, if they're a little bit sore footed, but it's incredible. And it lasts forever. Oh, so yeah. like a little goes a long way. Absolutely. You don't need much. Totally. Yeah. So I like buy the big bucket. I don't even know how yeah. big it is, but I I'll have it forever. It is messy. Like you said, like you definitely need gloves, but, but it works. So it's, it's just worth it. It's the first, it's literally my go-to. Yeah, for sure. It's, and it's easy to find, like you can always kind of, like you said, it lasts forever. So, you know, you buy, like, I think it's a four pound bucket is what you buy. And that lasts, you know, I know at the barn, we just had like one or two buckets and the whole time that I was at the same barn for about a year, it was still the same bucket that we were kind of using. So, you know, I think it's something that's definitely necessary to have in the tack room. So um, you can buy Magic Cushion if you're Canadian. Um, you can buy Magic Cushion through our partner at greenhawk.com. Or if you're American, you can buy it through SmartPack at smartpackequine.com. And uh, all the stuff that you need will be there. Do you guys have any other favorite like hoof remedies, like stuff either for really wet or really dry times? I've been so lucky. I really honestly am a little bit inexperienced with hoof stuff because I, I just have been lucky enough not to have to deal with it. So I will defer to Jess on that. <laughs> For the hoof stuff, we literally, um, people have used like animal lintex or we've used also like soul pack because mm -hmm. it comes in the individual packing. So it's easier to kind of take for a quick kind of fix and it's good, but honestly the magic cushion we use the most of it's kind of a serious situation. So <clears throat> I've totally. been, I'm the That's same way. That's kind of our go-to. I mean, we like, used other things, but you can always round back to the other one. 
same. Like I'll definitely still soak a hoof like in an Epsom salt and there, or do like yeah. an Epsom salt iodine, you know, wrap, but it, it's more work because you have to mix the stuff and then mm -hmm. it doesn't last as long as the magic cushion. So I always just buy the magic cushion. Yeah. <laughs> and Pretty I have much. used it. I have used it. I've noticed where, like you said, how it does help with thrush. So if I've got a, a soft hoof that has thrush, it's the middle of summer, it will clear everything up at once, you know? Hmm. So it's hard, it's hard to get something that is better than that. Yeah. And I think the ingredients are all natural too, which is, which is always makes me feel a little bit better at least. Totally. Whether you need a water solution for one horse in a stall, two in the backyard, or 40 head in the pasture, the classic equine by Richie line of waterers provide trouble-free, worry-free access to water on demand. Visit classicequinebyrichie.com for additional information. Richie, fresh water for life. All right, guys. So I want to spend some time actually talking about all things WEG. Um, there's, there's so much to talk about from like what you can actually bring into the horse show, which we've, which we've mentioned before. I know with Tryon kind of like revising their rules on what you could take in, but also just logistics of the showgrounds. Why don't we start there? Cause Jess, I know you've been to Tryon. So do you have any idea of like when you, when you're driving into Tryon and you're trying to get to the equestrian center, like what is, what is it going to look like? How are you going to get in there? That kind of thing. So yeah, they have actually sent an email for everybody that there's parking about 15 minutes away and then they're going to shuttle everybody in. And I know there was a bit of like an uproar about it and everything, but honestly for like most, I think it happened at most events. Like I think they did it at a couple of other big equestrian venues and it's worked well, but try to get all those cars in that small place isn't going to work. So they got it shuttled out and then they're going to run a shuttle all the time. And then, mm. then they're going to drop you right off of the door. And I think honestly, that's going to be the best. So then not everybody's walking for miles. Like I've heard horror stories at different venues where people park their cars three miles away and start hiking. And so, Yikes. yeah, that I sucks. Think I think they're actually doing a really good job that they're going to say, okay, look, you're going to park off site you're going to get shuttled in and it's going to be really easy and they've got it from what I understand. Don't quote me. I've obviously not seen it yet, but they had this big parking area and you kind of went in and when you're there for a normal horse show, there's like a general store that you can get coffee and then there's Dover right next door. And then you see this like really cool kind of like setting where you have like the big clock tower, which is a legends club. You have the carousel for the kids to play in. Saturday nights, they kind of have everything kind of from face painting to just vendors, pizza, beer, everything else. So they kind of have everybody from what I have understanding is they have the vendors parked in the parking lot. So you get kind of oh, okay. the vendors first, and then you go to that Disney world type setting where you walk in and you see everything. And then you go to your designated arena that you're supposed to go to. So I think it's going to be really fun where you get to go to the vendors first mm -hmm. that you get to go shopping on the way in or way out. And they're going to have all the arenas and, you know, the Derby field will be the big Grand Prix ring and they'll have the raining and the indoor. So I'm super excited there. It's going to be fun. That is yeah, they, awesome. They did something similar like that or to that um, when it was in Kentucky, that's 
the last the, the WEG that I've been to and they kind of did the same thing at least at the yes. entrance that I went through and it was so yep. cool because they had all this like installation art too that was very just eye-catching and it kind of just makes it dramatic and fancy looking I guess you know there's probably a bottle of that Fernet stuff hanging out there too but <laughs> like I just it's just cool because it just you walk in and I think they do it the right way and like yes they want you to spend your money there which is great like please support the vendors they've worked really hard to be there but you know it's great because you're kind of like get excited like a kid in a candy store and then you're like super pumped I think it's a great strategy I think so I'm so because same thing I went to Kentucky and it was the same sort of situation so yeah. I'm excited that for the layout, you're going to kind of see everything right when you first get there. Yeah. So since you guys have been before, what's the spectator experience like? Because since there's so many different countries all in one place, uh, I'm really interested to see, you know, just like the audience. Like, are we, is it going to be like Kentucky where it's like happy fans, people are really psyched to be there, but, or are we going to see something more like soccer in Europe where people are like decked out and face paint and like representing their home country with flags and colors. Like, did you guys see that in, in Kentucky? I saw it a little bit. And I think it kind of depends probably per discipline as well and who's coming. But mm -hmm. I think you do see more of the countries getting represented and you maybe you don't see it as much as like soccer where they're like face painted everything else, but they definitely have their countries, you know, jacket on or colors on or whatever else. So it's more of a, kind of football game where you can kind of see who's for what side, I guess you'd state it as. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I, I feel like everybody's just kind of excited to be there and just there for the horses. I only went for the eventing part in 2010. So that's just kind of my kind of uh, small experience with it, but it yeah. was definitely like everybody was out enjoying themselves being patriotic. You know, I, I just think it's a great opportunity to see these riders that we don't ordinarily get to see here in the States. So from any discipline, and it's a great way to, to learn about other disciplines too. And they have so many demonstrations going on. Like I know Elisa Wallace is going to be there with her Mustangs. I know I've seen other ones too. I'm blanking now, but there's so much stuff to learn about. They're doing, well, they're doing this whole expo thing where like theater, I don't really know what it's actually called, but it's like WEG Expo or something like that, right? Yeah, like some theater expo or something. But they've kind of created it where it's more of a Q&A sort of situation where they're talking about the breeding of young horses. They've got some repro vets in there. They have um, the breeder of Spy Coast is in there. I think Clayton Fredericks is doing a Q&A about how to ride cross country. They've kind of broke it down where there's like a list um, of different time slots of who's going to be kind of talking Mm -hmm. So it's not just riding, it's more of also a Q&A, which I think will be a lot of fun because yeah. for me, I, like you said, for Kentucky, I just went for the venting and this time they, um, opened up like a kind of season pass for every discipline. Mm -hmm. So we are actually going for everything. So I'm really excited. I can pop over and watch them freestyle dressage, watch them. I've never seen vaulting in person. So I think that'd, that'd be, be really, really cool fun. to see in person. I so, think so totally. My, my sister does raining. So we'll oh. go watch raining with her. So I'm really excited to see also like marathon driving. Like I'm yes. really excited to see that. Oh so. yeah. I always forget so. how intense the driving is. Yeah. I will. Well, people realize I used to ride for a driver. So oh. I kind of knew a little bit, but I, I've never been to like, a, you know, a competition where you go watch. So I'm really excited. 
Yeah, I've never seen it in person. That's one thing yeah. I'd love to see at some point. So yeah, I'm super. You should excited. write about your impressions as like a professional in another discipline. You should write about your. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> write a little I blog. I will keep it. Yeah, I'll I'll write a blog. I will probably do some Instagram posting. So <laughs> you guys will have to follow us. Yeah, that'll be fun. Totally. So Jess, I know you've uh, you and Doug have dealt with this with shipping horses and airplanes, but this week all the horses are coming into North Carolina by all modes of transportation, but a lot of them are coming from by airplane. So I've seen like the videos from Emirates that they've posted on Twitter and on Facebook of like the horses being loaded onto the plane. But what is that actually like? I think that's so fascinating. Like, I think there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we just don't get to see. It is. And, um, it's funny. So for the world equestrian games, it's a totally different level. They're going on seven, like Boeing seven, seven, sevens. And the whole, from what my understanding is, the whole entire plane is all the horses. So wow. it's super great. Mm -hmm. And the last couple of times we've actually flown, Courtney is gone through kind of a little, crash course testing that she can go. Uh, she's taken a couple courses that she can fly with our horses. Oh, cool. So, mm -hmm, so she can be a groom like in the air sort of situation. So that's so, not normally something that anybody can do if you're, even if you're the groom for the horse. The funny thing is very dependent on the airlines oh, and okay. your shipping huh. company. So different shipping companies kind of require different things. We, um, I think you guys know we always fly with horse flight. And so mm, yeah. we we love them and they take care of, you know, we don't ever have to worry about the horses. They take care of, for us, it's nice because they literally take care of picking up the horses in the States and picking them back up in quarantine in the States. So they do the whole- Oh, like, that's nice. And hair. Yeah. So don't have to worry about like, how's Courtney getting from Amsterdam to the venue or how's Courtney getting from Amsterdam mm -hmm. to France or whatever? Cause we're going through this right now because we're spending the oh, month. Oh yeah. You guys of, are getting ready to go. Yeah. We're spending the month of October in Europe. So we kind of are kind of dealing with this logistics right now. And it's fun. Courtney said her last flight, it was half passengers, half um, horses. Oh so God. she would sit in the, it was so cool to talk to her about it. Cause I've never flown with my horses. I've always been super busy at home that the girls fly with the horses and then we, you know, meet up with them. Mm -hmm. And it was great because Courtney goes, it was great. I went up in the front, I sat and I like, you know, took a little nap and I went back and checked on Quinn and came back. And so she said, most people had no idea that there were horses in the back. That is so funny. Yeah. That is cool. And most horses fly well. So, you know, most of them generally fly really, really well. And it's kind of one of those things that they sort of kind of get used to it, like getting on a trailer because hmm. they get in a box and then it gets up a ramp. So they load them, you know, in the secure area, load them up in the box, give them the hay nets, give them everything, put them in an enclosed box and ship them up the ramps and then load them into the cargo part of the plane. Interesting. Huh. It's so fun. You guys, I actually will have to tell you, you should go to Horse Flights. I think they have an Instagram. It's maybe Facebook and Instagram. You'll have to check. But they will show videos of the horses getting loaded and everything. Oh, that's that's, that's really super like, fun to watch. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if they, like, do you think horses get uncomfortable when they, like, like do their ears pop? Is that a stupid question? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. My ears always bother me. Like, I, would, I always wonder, because, like, I've flown with Cooper before. They've got it. Does Cooper get upset? Uh, he gets a little claustrophobic, like in his carrier. 
And yeah. I mean, I would too, but so he gets like half the time he'll be fine and he'll just go to sleep and half the time he like has a panic attack and embarrasses me. So I, I try not to fly with him too much now <laughs> just because I don't want to stress him out. But I wonder if horses like, they were like, wow, or are my ears feel weird? I don't you know. I feel like they've always been enough. really calm. I feel yeah. like everybody has to equalize, you know, and I think oh, they yeah. do it more naturally than yeah. we, you Maybe know, they just do it it. by like sneezing or snorting or something. I don't know. Yeah. I sound like a dumb horse person right now, but I just don't know. Well, if they're, eating, awesome. if they're eating hay all the time, you know how like you, you guys look at you guys figuring it out. Oh uh, no. <laughs> well, so we do have exciting news for any of our listeners. Doug and I are doing a meetup at oh, WAG so during cross country day. I know I'm really excited. We did this a couple of years ago um, at, Kentucky. It used to be Rolex. And we kind of talked about the way we would ride the course, the way the course was riding. And we kind of just walked from jump to jump. So we have it, we'll plug it on underneath the podcast, but we have a Facebook page where you can sign up and come join us for cross country walk. Cause it'll be so much fun. So you guys should sign up if you're, if you're going to WAG and you know, you're going to be there for cross country day, because this is selling out. Like we're, people are buying tickets. Oh, I it forgot. Is, they said it's almost sold out. Yeah. yeah. We only have like a handful left, I think. So, um, so you guys, can, you could buy tickets through the Facebook page. I think we have the link there, right? Sally. Yeah. It's just go to the heels down magazine, Facebook page, and you'll see it in our events. So you'll see, uh, Doug and Jess smiling for the camera and it's going to be great. Perfect. Absolutely. So I was on Instagram the other day and I came across the Instagram page for flare nasal strips. And I'm a huge uh, fan of flare. I think that they're great even for, you know, when I was going training level, I thought they really helped, but it was a fun fact about how a horse's stride directly correlates with its breathing rate because horses have to breathe. They don't breathe through like on purpose when they gallop, they breathe because of the motion of their body. It was really cool. And Jess, I know you guys use flare a lot, but it's interesting because do you find that that's true? Like the, the stride kind of has an effect on what you can hear them breathing at. Yeah. And a lot of it is though, is the difference. Some horses, because horses can only breathe through their nose, right? Like on like weekend, that's all they do is breathe through their nose. So some of them that have a bit of a harder time, well, we find the difference is yes, you kind of feel it in the stride, but mm-hmm. why we, some of them start to like, you know, kind of breathe harder because the stride gets harder, you know, or they get a little bit more nervous or whatever it is that at least when they have the flare strips on, it kind of, it doesn't help them breathe in more air. Like that's not what it does. It actually helps the horse take in the same amount of air, but like with less work. Mm-hmm. So I feel like then you hear them breathe a lot less harder, if that makes, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So for us, like, it's just kind of instead of them kind of breathing with like a stuffy nose and they're like kind of struggling to breathe, you know, if you're sick and you're trying to run, it just kind of helps them run a little bit easier. If that makes yeah. Sense. No, that's a really good analogy. I like the stuffy nose thing. Cause the whole thing that flare does is it supports the nasal passageway so that there's less resistance to that air yeah. in and out. So, you know, if you have a horse that has ever had a nosebleed from lung bleeding or anything like that, it's something that you should definitely try out. We highly recommend it. So you can uh, learn more about Flare. There's lots of educational stuff on their website, and you can also shop for your own um, at flarestrips.com. So guys, we got a really interesting question from a listener who has to be anonymous, but I'm going to read it here because it, it's sort of a long setup, but it, I think it brings up some really interesting points that hopefully we all can weigh in on. So this listener asks, can you talk about various training theories and tactics 
How do you decide what to focus on when you're instructing someone? I have watched many lessons over the years and some trainers act like they're getting paid by the word. Do some trainers try to give all the corrections at once so the rider gets the wholeness of what they're working on and just or, or just getting right to the balance of the connection? Or is it better to focus on one or two things per lesson? I'm asking for a mid-level rider, not a beginner, not a seasoned pro, and it may vary based on the situation, but just curious to put context around what I'm observing. So oh, that's a good question. Yeah, and I've definitely seen this. A you thinker. know, it, it, I think it. I have questions for this person. Like, I'm curious, are, are <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. Because it's hard to watch one lesson and, and really get the whole picture of the relationship that trainer has with that person and that horse. Mm -hmm. So maybe a clinic is a is one example where, you know, a trainer has is trying to get the most out of the situation for that rider in a short frame, you know, a short time frame. But like Jess, I'm sure a lot of your students, you know, work with you over, you know, they've been with you for years. So you're working on things over time, right? And that's the thing is it's really, is a clinic situation. I think you're working on one to two things and hopefully, cause you're not changing their riding. I mean, you're not going to change their whole way of riding. You're hoping you can take away good things and change their riding for the better, but you're not going to instantly in two days of a clinic go from one rider to the next, like in anybody's world. So when sure. I'm kind of teaching a clinic, you kind of think in that kind of setting, you're thinking if they can take one to two kind of takeaways from it and they can kind of apply it day to day, that will help them the most is what I kind of think about mm -hmm. things like that. Whereas when it's somebody that is invested in the program and I know like they're there for the long haul, I might just work on one thing and it might be just a little bit like tedious and you're like, no, we're going to figure this out sort of thing. So you might like looking in kind of go, why are they doing this repetitively mm -hmm. on that day? And I'm like, well, because she has not figured out leg yields and right. we're not doing leg yields. So we're going to just keep doing the leg yields every day or that day. And then the next day we might do a versatile thing. So it kind of is a situation based where also if that girl's going to a horse show, we might be just kind of putting band-aids on things to make sure we get in and we get a really good, the best result we can. And then we're going to dig in deeper when we don't have a horse show right away. Mm -hmm. If that it's, makes sense. Cause I'm not going to explode the horse, explode the situation and really dig in deep what I need to do when we have the horse show that week. Mm -hmm. It sounds like this is hard to answer because it's yeah. so personal based on that rider, that horse and that instructor, like all three of those things. So Cause like I, I just recently started taking regular lessons and I haven't <clears throat> taken regular lessons in years, but, but when I was, you know, like I would dabble and take a couple lessons with somebody when I had a specific problem I was working on, or, you know, I had extra money and wanted to ride with someone I really admired. Um, and then, you know, like they're doing what you're saying, just they're like working with what they have in me and my horse in that moment and trying to fix some little things and give us pointers to work on knowing that I'm not going to be there next week. But with this trainer I'm working with now, it, every lesson has been very specific little things. And they yeah. all, over time, they add up to the wholeness, you know, like the bigger picture. And you're, I'm starting to see the results now in retrospect, now that I've had many lessons, you know, like it all kind of comes together for that bigger picture. But I feel like I would also be overwhelmed if I had a trainer who wanted to focus on all of these corrections at once to build this bigger picture in mm. one hour, you know, right. like I, yeah, 
I have a young horse, so I'm learning just as much as my horse is learning, you know what I mean, together, like how this horse is responding to certain things, and I'm bringing along a green horse, so I feel like too much is too much, you know what I mean, like you got to do it little by little. Yeah, and I think the sign of a good trainer is a trainer who's able to discern what you need the most on that day, because, you know, as much as you have this grand plan for what you're going to do, you know, you might have this wicked right drift that you can't seem to fix and you need to spend a week doing different things to work on that or whatever the the issue is. I think that's a a sign because I do find that in my history of coaches, I found that some trainers do kind of only teach what they personally are good at um, because I think it's a confidence thing. And they maybe, you know, maybe it's a younger person. I've had a couple trainers that are younger. um, So they're a little bit newer to it. They don't have years and years of experience. So they don't maybe trust their instincts so much. So they say, okay, we're going to focus on leg yields because they, they probably are very comfortable teaching leg yields. You know, like when I, I've only given lessons like as fill in whenever my coach wasn't there. So they're very basic flat lessons, but I always teach, I always know for me, I always taught what I was comfortable just like basic foundational leg to hand you know, that sort of thing, nothing, nothing crazy at all. So that might be a factor too. But I think the biggest thing that a good coach does is they determine what you need the most for that ride. Cause sometimes it's really different, really different than what you expect, you know? Good point. That is a good point. So hopefully we answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, that. that's like three different ways of looking at your question. I feel like so yeah, hopefully you gave her a full picture. <laughs> yeah. But all right, guys, it's already time for Rose and Thorn. Do you have yours? Quick. I do. All right, Jess, why don't you go first if you already have them? Okay. So I don't know. I know we mentioned that we're going over to Europe and everything, but probably didn't know. The one that Doug is taking to, so we're going to Holland over to Buccalo for the Nations Cup with Getaway, which is super exciting. And then the next week, we're going to Le Lyon in France, which I love France. And we're going on a seven-year-old we bought as a yearling. Oh, that's oh, cool. cool. Yeah, that so is really he's, going, cool. he's going over to do the seven-year-old championships. He's the top-placed seven-year-old American horse. So he got the points oh, to he go. Got, oh, awesome. He got, and he got the Tim Holcamp grant. So yeah, yeah so... We're super excited that we're going and it's fun. It's our first year. We used to, we've from now on, like obviously this was six years ago, Doug and I started buying yearlings to kind of funnel the system. And this is our first yearling that we bought. So it was really, really kind of fun. Like I'm going to be really, really excited to watch that one go. Like we called him baby quantum till like last year. (laughs) That was like He's going intermediate. We probably should stop calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can feel a story brewing about that one. You'll have to so, keep us posted on how yeah, it goes. Yeah, so I'm, that's my rose, obviously. And then my thorn would have to be the same sort of thing. During those couple weeks, I have to leave my dog. I hate oh, God. Dog. Oh, no. So I'm so come. sorry for you. I feel your pain. So that, would, that would be my thorn of the week. So no baby related. My other baby related. Baby quantum. But yeah, that would be my rose and thorn. Oh, that's a good one. What about you, Sally? I feel like I'm reusing my rose, so I apologize in advance. I'm just really, really excited because the time has finally come. I'm going to Taylor Swift this weekend. So so if you don't hear from me after Saturday, it's because I died of happiness. So (laughs) 
<laughs> because okay, get so I'm a huge football fan. I'm I'm from Kansas City, so I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. So the reason why I chose to go back to Kansas City is because the concert is at the Chiefs Stadium. Like how much more perfect oh does my this gosh. situation get? Like I don't even know what could top that, except for the fact that my thorn is also the fact that I have to leave my dog here. <laughs> I've been like debating all the way up until today. I'm leaving tomorrow on whether or not I was going to bring him because of what I said earlier. He gets like, I, I don't really know if he's going to get stressed or not. I'm just, I feel bad. Like there's no reason for him to really come with me when I have somebody who can watch him. So, so Aww. we'll be apart for a week. You know, it's hard. Aww. <laughs> what about you, Justine? Hmm. Oh, I guess I guess my rose is that I am going to a horse show this weekend. Um, you are? Yeah. Yay. Wait, I is know. it an event? No, the event okay. is next month. Yeah. Okay. So okay. this is just a, it's like a little hunter jumper show, but they, um, it's the, the circuit just, it's like my little neighborhood one. Um, they just moved to a new venue, which is way nicer. Um, and they're doing the jumpers at night um, oh. under the lights. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of cute and fun. Yeah. So we're going to go and do the do a couple of jumper classes Saturday night under the lights, um, which I'm excited for. That's so fun. Yeah. I just had a really good jump school with my trainer yesterday. I'm like so sore today from it. So I, that's how you know it was good. Know, you know, know. It's, it's the good kind of sore, <laughs> you know? So, um, so I feel good about it, you know, like I'm excited. I'm so, so excited that Mikey's doing so well and that you guys are able to like tick off goals now. So I know you guys have been through a lot. So that's awesome. Oh, thank you for saying that. I know. I'm like, I'm like always like afraid to be too like excited. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. That's normal. <laughs> Waiting for the other shoe to drop. But yeah, so far, it's no. good. And he's, he's doing awesome. We're on a really good, you know, I don't know. Just going to keep riding this for as long as it lasts, I guess. Yeah, but what you got to do. So I guess my thorn would then be, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a stupid one, but so Sally, you already know this, but several years ago, I was on Dateline with Keith Morrison. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I started my journalism career, Jess, I used to cover like murders and crime and no all. Why did you way. ever leave that? I no, know Jess. the mayhem, all mayhem that goes bump in the night because I used to be like the overnight reporter at the newspaper. Mm -hmm. So I'd like cover all the crazy like fires, really bad car accidents, um, and occasionally some really interesting murders. And so my first year out of college, I was like exclusively covering this murder and like this in this little Florida town I worked for for this little paper. Uh, until like big media outlets were reading my stories and then a few of them came into town and wrote about it. But so Dateline came like, you know, months later after the case was closed and, um, and everything and they interviewed me for it. So, but this was like probably seven, eight years ago, but it, I always know when the show is on again, like the rerun of it, because <laughs> I get so many weirdo Facebook messages from psycho strangers, like no. how I look and want to know like, Oh this is why God. privacy settings matter on social media, man. Cause these guys like come out of the woodwork whenever that show comes. Like I know every time there's a rerun cause I get a bunch of weirdo messages on the oh internet. Oh my God. So seriously, don't make sure your privacy settings are like rock solid ladies because the weirdos are out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, uh, good warning. Yeah. <laughs> you would That's know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. So in other news, uh, let's go to mailbag. And I actually have the mailbag question this week. Okay. 
So I was at a baseball game with my husband um, and we were commenting on like in at least I don't know if it's always in baseball. Sally, you might know, but at least like at our home game, like the team, all the players get to pick their walk on. Music yeah, the home people. team will always have their own walk up music. Yeah. So like the players get to pick like what song that they want to like walk on to the base to go hit the ball to, which I, I think was, it was like funny to see their personalities that way. But I wondered if they did this in horses, which do they? I don't know if they do. Can you pick your music for anything? So they do at the ERM. Oh, so what's that? oh the Event Rider Masters? Event Rider Masters. Oh, okay. For dressage, you get to pick which one you're, like what song you're going to go down center line to. <laughs> oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Can it be yeah. like anything? Like, could you pick like Eminem? A- anything. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, if your horse is going to rock out to that, absolutely. <laughs> So some of the best, like, I love listening to some of, like, the pop songs these days. Or they're not pop, but, like, you know, more kind of hip songs. That would be more of Justine's Alley, hipster. Oh, um, <laughs> which I'm lying because it's totally my sense of music, but I was just going to throw Justine under the bus. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it, they're incredible to listen to some of the ERM. We were over there um, at Blenheim last year. And we watched in like the whole dressage and I was dying laughing at some of the songs. I was like, that is the greatest song. Like really? that's amazing. Aww. Oh, it was so much fun. What did like Andrew Nicholson write out to? I wonder, because oh I feel gosh. like I should have <laughs> taken, I should have wrote a blog about it because I forgot now. It sounds like a, a BuzzFeed quiz. Like what, yeah. you know, <laughs> your walk-up song determines what writer you are. We should make one of those. <laughs> like you think it goes out to bad to the bone. Right. Oh my, my gosh. gosh. But how great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So that's my question is what would your walkout music be? Oh God. <laughs> I mean, can this be like kind of what I'm listening to now that like my child, this is probably not appropriate, but we <laughs> love chain smokers. Have you guys oh, heard yeah. obsessed yeah, yeah. Hudson will fall asleep to them. He Aww. loves them. Aww. And so right now that would have to be my walkout music is I love the new one, Somebody. Oh, okay. yeah, that one's good. That so, is good. Yeah, probably going to have to be that one. I'm a huge, so I'm a huge, like, electronic music fan, so I probably would pick, so I would probably pick the song Levels by Avicii. He's, uh, he actually passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ago, but Levels is probably, like, one of his most popular songs, and if you ever have heard it, you know it's very like catchy and like uplifting. And that was one of the first songs that really got me into like all that mainstream EDM music. So I would say that would be my pick. Cool. That's a good one. Okay. What's yours? I don't know. This was hard, but I decided on, I would probably pick bad girls by MIA. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good awesome. one. That's a good one. Yeah. Good pump up. It would make more sense if I was writing a mare. But yeah, I don't care. It'll Just still don't apply to it my will kids. work. It will work. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So if well, you guys have a question for us, uh, feel free to send us an email at hello at heelsdownmedia.com or you could join our Facebook group. Search for Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge on Facebook. And if you want to hear more from us, you can check out Heels Down Magazine. It's an interactive digital magazine on your phone or mobile device. You can subscribe and download the issues by downloading our free app on iTunes or Google Play. 
And we just want to say a quick thank you to our sponsors, Hands-On Gloves, Classic Equine by Richie, Flare Nasal Strips, and Smart Pack, and Greenhawk. And also, don't forget, you can visit our website, HeelsDownMag.com, for all the latest stories. And don't forget to subscribe to The Brief. All right, guys. Well, I guess the next time we talk, it'll be WEG time, like, for real, for real. So we'll see you soon. Totally. And I expect both of you to have tried Fernet before we talk Uh, again. I was hoping you had already forgotten about that. (laughs) Me me too. (laughs) I'm holding it. it. I tried it. It was gross. (laughs) All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.